Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marco. And this is Stan. And we are the Smooth Jazz Alley. We'd like to thank Coffee Talk Jazz Radio for our live interview with Ms. Bridget Lewis. And also for our successful four-week radio campaign that has made us a top seller in jazz on CDBaby.com.
hello, 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 and welcome to an evening edition of Coffee Talk Jazz Radio After Dark. Boy, oh boy, do we have a power-packed show for you, and we are so excited about this evening's guest. But let me introduce him and bring him on. There are just a few housekeeping rules that you can use. Uh, if you want to speak with our guest, you can ask him any question that is relevant to music. Just press the one on your phone and call our number, which I will give about 15 minutes. After the show, we also want to welcome um, our international family. I'll tell you all who is listening live around the globe. So, so excited. The phones have been ringing off of the hood. We want to welcome uh, Coffee Talk Jazz to the global party. Tokyo is in the house. Berlin is in the house. Seoul is in the house. You all welcome to the party. Uh, We'll be celebrating um, birthdays, gift giveaways, and so much more. Now I want to introduce this evening's guest. His name is Lowell Hopper, and he hails all the way from Panama City, Florida. He is a bat-to-the-bone, soulful guitarist, music producer, keyboardist, composer. Oh, my goodness. Class is now in session. I'd like to welcome the newest member to the Coffee Talk Party, Lowell Hopper. Hey, Lowell. Hi, Bridget. How are you? It's good to be I here with you. Great. Thank you so much. So... The first question that everyone wants to know is, when did you first fall in love with music? It, it was just, this has been something that I've been into ever since I was a kid. Um, and I was probably seven years old. And uh, my father used to play guitar around the house. And my brother and I, my bro, I have a brother that's uh, also a musician. He's like four years older than me. And we started playing guitar. Uh, my brother went on and started playing bass, and we just kept playing. Uh, I started, I, by the time I was 15, I was in bands, and I just, it's always just been there. That so, is so good. something um, I love. Wow. So with that being said, do you think it is really important for a parent to see a gifting or a talent in a kid and really foster that talent? And what makes me ask that question is, because I have known of parents who want their child to be something that that kid really isn't designed to do. So what would you say to a parent who says, you know, I want my son to be an electrical engineer. I want him to be a chef. And this kid truly has an affinity for music and they can write and they can compose. So what is like some advice that you would just share with a parent who's tuning in uh, tonight? Well, I mean, you know, being a parent myself, um, you have to, kind of follow what the, the, the your child wants to do uh, up to a certain point. I mean, if if they're interested in it, then you probably, it, it's a great idea, to, I think, to, to try to help support their interest and, um, you know, uh, try to foster, to, to do everything you can to, to make them uh, get better at it. But uh, there are, there are I've, I've ran across a lot of uh, uh, people actually that are that are older who actually are there. They became interested in other things, and then they still were interested in music. You know, so oh. I mean, actually, I'm producing a person now, a guy who now is a, a doctor, and he's he still oh. he, he played music as a kid, but he kind of got away from it when he went to medical school, but now he's back into it. You know, so. 
music is a good. I think it's it's a good thing for 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 anybody to to do. I mean, because it's a you know art. It's an art art in the general. So, well, I, I definitely hear you on that. Um, when you said that, it reminds me of growing up as a kid uh, in in Texas and you know hearing music around the house. If people know me for my talking and writing and speaking, but a lot of people don't know that I sing. Now I'm no Whitney Houston, but you know, I can definitely oh. I can definitely hold <laughs> but I can I can definitely hold I can definitely hold my own and, and I think a lot of times what happens you brought something up that I kind of struggle with where I was great had a lot of things so I really struggled with like that well which one should I do? And my mom being, my late mom being an educator, she's like, you've got to get your education. That was first and foremost, you know, just so you can have something to fall back on just in the case of. And then I didn't learn until later on in life that I had the ability to write and to speak and all that. But I just think over time that those gifts were just, those were just honed over time. So it's interesting that, um, this doctor that you're producing right now, he's coming back to music. And so with that being said, um, how do you coach someone who is, he's a medical doctor, I'm assuming he's a doctor, period. But how do you coach yeah, someone he's a, he's who a medical has doctor. a medical doctor, okay, like an internist. So how do you coach someone such as a doctor? And he says, okay, um, does he, is he playing saxophone or keyboards? Does he sing or what does he do? So that would really lead me to my next question. Very interesting. Well, he's a he's a he plays keyboards. He's a pianist, actually. I mean, okay, uh, okay, so, wow. I mean, he's been he's been, I guess, back doing this for ten years or so, and actually okay. played in a band together for a little short period of time. But he he's been talking about doing this. Doctors are very busy, you know. So he, a lot <laughs> yeah. of people they 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 talk about doing something, they want to do it, they just don't have time to do it. So he found me, and basically, we basically get to—I mean, he—we basically get together every few weeks or so, and he gives me all these ideas that he has. So basically, okay. I drop the ideas, and he—I put the ideas down, and then I pretty much do everything else. Then okay. he comes back over, and it, 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 there are several phases on the production. Part. I mean, it takes actually. It takes me like a hundred hours to do a song. So uh, he, mm. it, he comes back over. The next time he comes over, he might re-record something. I mean, I'm I'm doing most of the the arranging and everything. So I mean, he basically has the idea, and I make it come to. I take his idea and make it come to fruition. That's okay. kind of how it works. But yeah, that's but definitely what producers do. Wow. Um, and with that being said, I mean, I would say that you have so many parts to who you are as an artist, musician, bassist, keyboard, composer, producer, lots of everything going on. Which one do you favor over the other? Uh, well, I'm a musician first. I mean, uh, that's, <laughs> what I, that's what I, I mean, I'm a guitar player first. So, I mean, but back during the 80s, or actually back during the 70s, which only back then all I did was play uh, guitar right out of college, basically. Uh, and so uh, at that point, 
disco music came in, if you remember that, where there wasn't much of a demand for for, for live live musicians. I was actually touring with a band at that time, too. And the whole landscape changed for musicians. A lot of musicians actually just Mm -hmm. got out of the game, just quit, Uh, which I kind of did at the time also for a short period of time. But then the 80s came, uh, and technology started changing where you could, I mean, synthesizers, uh, technology really just went to another level where you could start recording yourself and you could start producing yourself. So that's when I really started learning how to do all this stuff. And I, that's when I started playing keyboards and uh, other instruments at that time. So That is so good. I just want to jump into some of this delicious music. The fans are chomping at the bit. You guys have got some gift giveaways. You press 1 on the phone, uh, and you can ask well, any question, again, that is relevant to music. He'll be happy to answer it. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and just jump into one of my favorites. This is a cover um, that you recreated, and it sounds so good. It's this Kiss of Life, which I believe was made famous by Charday. Now, I don't know if she wrote it or not. I just know that she can sing the heck out of this song. And um, if you want to set up Kiss of Life and, and your take on it, then we'll play it for the fans and we'll come back with more good coffee and great chat. Can you set that up for us? Sure. Uh, oh, I think that's from a a live demo that I did. You must have got that yeah. off I, yeah, yeah uh, there, there, I mean, there was there's so there's so much good music off your live off your live demos. I mean, like we just loved everything. I'm like we just gonna load everything up. But I I love Kiss okay. Life. You want to set that up, or I can just play it for it the, for the fans. You know, let's just go ahead. Oh, and yeah, play you it can just play. It. We'll just play go. it. All right, here we go, guys. So rich.
this is Calabria Foti. I'm a jazz vocalist, violinist, music educator, and author. It's Ladies Week here at Coffee Talk Jazz Radio, and we are bringing our listeners the best there is in diversity and talent. It's your chance to peek behind the curtains and get up close and personal with your favorite jazz musicians and amazing vocalists. Our vision here at Coffee Talk Jazz Radio is to increase the profile of jazz through music education, and that's why I'm here to talk to you about education. Coffee Talk Jazz Radio's executive producer, Miss Bridget Lewis, strongly believes in music education, and that's why she's launched the Coffee Talk Jazz Music Foundation for Children. The student recipients will be involved in programs emphasizing intensive study and self-discipline rather than generalized or introductory exposure to the performing arts. The goal is to raise money and awareness for inner-city schools and after-school music programs where children show an aptitude towards music. Music is the fabric of our lives, and I can tell you how important it is to have your generous contribution for Generation Next Project. The proceeds will be divided into four curriculums, preschool, middle school, preparatory, and pre-professional in both music and dance. More information is available through the official website at www.coffeetalkjazzradio.com. Your support and donations can be made through the website. It is a nonprofit organization, 501c company, and your contributions are tax deductible. Support the Generation Next Project Scholarship Foundation and tell them Miss Bridget Lewis sent you. And be sure to pick up my current CD, A Lovely Way to Spend an Evening, available at iTunes, Amazon, and FOTICD.com. That's F-O-T-I-C-D.com. For Coffee Talk Jazz Radio, I'm Calabria Foti. Thank you. And we are back and we're broadcasting live. You listen to the very best in Blog Talk Radio here at Coffee Talk Jazz with my very special guest, OMG. He has so many titles, I don't even know where to start. But I will say this to you, Laurel. This is so good. You have, um, with your musical sound, it's so distinct. How did you find your musical voice? Um, Yeah, you don't really just have one style. I mean, every single song that I listen to, every single track, I mean, it's just like, it's like a good steak, throwing in some potatoes, put some hot sauce on the steak. I mean, it's just so good. (laughs) How did you find that musical voice? Uh, that's a good question. I, I've been told that. I mean, a lot of people tell me that they can hear ten seconds of the song and they can tell it's me. But that's yep. a good. That's, mm-hmm. that's a compliment in a way. But I think a lot of the the music that I do, it actually is music that I've had in my head since oh. for long, you know, for years. And now I'm just starting to. I'm I'm still you know uh, making it come to life. So. I mean, music, I mean, there's really only 12 notes to it, you know, in music. So, uh, you know, there's really nothing new. I mean, everything is basically recycled in one way or the other, right. whether it's intentional or not. So, you know, a lot of the music that I do, I mean, I don't know where it comes from, but I think it came from music from when I was younger, you know. Uh, I'm just bringing it out now, just recycling it in a different way. That's all everybody does, basically. Yeah, Um I think it really is pretty phenomenal where when you said that it, it 
make me think about there really isn't anything new under the sun. And music is such a marker of memory to me. For example, I can think of a song right now that I heard 30 years ago. It has not been on television, but the melody, if I hear it, I will start singing the lyrics. I'm like, oh, my gosh, where did that come from? So that whole subliminal thing, you hear the music, you hear the melody, you hear the chord progressions, you hear everything was like, wow. And I think music is such a marker of memories. And what makes me say that? Because in everything that we do, from people getting married to grand celebrations, anniversaries, people eating dinner, the common denominator is they've got to have some good, good, good music. And I think for me, like your music will never go out of style because you play with such ferocity and you can just, you can feel the emotion when you're playing, like you're just like all in and I'm just, I'm loving it. Oh, thank you. I mean, that's <laughs> the goal. I mean, that's the goal. I mean, you know, I mean, people have told me uh, that I, we had babies by your music. I said, wow, that's the biggest compliment ever. <laughs> that's <laughs> a know, big compliment. Cause, that, Cause that's actually what you, that's really what you want. I mean, you want, I mean, I mean, different people have different goals. I mean, when it comes to music, some people are trying to, you know, they're they're not satisfied unless their music, everything they put out is number one on the charts, you know. I mean, and some people just want certain people to like their music, you know. Different people have different goals. So, wow. But yeah, Okay. I, I feel you. I feel you on that one. And I think that um, music is a living thing. And you said that, I mean, you just, you really hit me with that one where it's like, wow. Um, I can think of some songs by Luther and songs by the late Whitney yeah. Houston. I mean, so many of the greats, like, they are gone on. And that's when my father will come on, and it will take you to a place where it's like, man, ooh, I like really miss my dad. I never really had my dad. And it's like a living document. It's just, it's amazing to me. But I want to go back for a moment for a commercial that I played. We have a Gifted Music Foundation for Children, which I created back in 2011 to honor my late mother, Sarah. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and it was a big, big deal. At the time that I created it, my mom was alive, but she loved what I was doing. And so we began to talk, and I was like, you know, I said, I want to do something and honor her legacy while she was still here. So she had a lot of input in it. And then we partnered with LAUSC, which is Los Angeles School District here, and I said, I want to select like three to five schools, and I want to know what are the needs, what are the challenges, what are, what's going on kind of in the educational sector, if you will. And the biggest thing was they go, you know, we have children who have a real affinity for music, but we don't have any instruments, or we have teachers who want to teach, you know, we don't have a budget, thinking it's yeah, crazy to me. It, it's, I think it's horrible. It's, it's so crazy to me that the music is the last component of an extracurricular activity to be added. It's the first thing to and be cut. And it's the cut. first that could be cut. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, how can you possibly do that? Simply because I think of we could be missing a Laurel Hopper. We could be missing a Quincy Jones, a Michael Jackson. I mean, if we cut out the music of Wynton Marsalis, a Branford, you know, we could be missing. Mm-hmm. Think, think about it if those guys hadn't finished. 
if you hadn't, you know, if you're, I mean, your parent, you were so fortunate to have parents that just saw, you know, listened to your dad and, and, you know, he might not have initially said, hey, you know, pick this up, but you model what you saw your dad doing. So music is just like in you. I think it's really sad and horrible. So we have like really rolled up our sleeves and we've been raising money and awareness for years. And so we have been taking musicians into the schools on career day and they have a chance to really talk with the musicians. They bring their uh, guitars, they bring their sax, they bring their keyboards, their drums. And these kids are like, their eyes are just like bugged out. Like the first time they've ever been close to an instrument, you know, they hear stuff on radio, but that's different. It's a difference when you hear um, mm-hmm. a, a a, pro, a, a drum programming, and when you hear a live drum, it's like, wow, that's what that, that's what that sounds like. You know, these kids were yep. like leaning in, and they were so excited. And so, can you speak to that? Um, why people really should really jump on the bandwagon and really support education in schools, music education, cool. arts. I mean that's a sad that's a sad thing. I mean, and it's been happening for you know at least last twenty years or so. It seems like every year you hear about programs being cut and 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 music programs. But I mean, it's a it. I don't know. It's just a sad thing. I mean, but I mean, I try. I do try to um, uh, mentor as much as I can. You know, when when I oh, find fantastic. kids that are interested that are, that are interested. And uh, actually, I've taught lessons to a few uh, people uh, who are younger, and they're just interested in it, you know. And usually, the, the, I get them on the st- on the right start. And a couple of them turn out to be uh, quite outstanding. Actually, one of them, it just went to uh, University of Miami music program, which is a, that's oh one of the goodness. top ones. Uh, that is but, fantastic. Wow, that is so good. I want to jump back into some more of your music. There's so many great tracks. Um, I want to play um, on Broadway. Like, I just really gravitated. I love live music. So I really gravitated toward, like, all of your lives. So I'm just going to jump in uh, on Broadway. I see that we've got so many people on the board. You guys just press one on your phone. I'll open up the board. You can ask Lil a question. You all, this is rare. Trust me. This man is so busy. If we hadn't done the show today, then we probably would be talking like 30 days. I was like, we got to get him on the show. So if you guys have a question, right, Lowell? <laughs> oh, yeah. I appreciate it. If you guys have a question, now is the time. If you guys have been struggling with something in music, I mean, he's, he's an educator. He's a producer. He can answer the question for you. So while I am going to jump into some of this delicious music on Broadway, you guys think of your question, press one, I'll open up the board, and I want to give something away, and we're going to come back when to celebrate birthdays. Let's take a listen, guys.
And for some reason, I think we've lost that track, but we are back live. So I just gave you all a little snippet just to wet your, just to wet your appetite. And so with that being said, if you have a question, you can go ahead and ask Lil any question again that is absolutely relevant to music. So Lil, we are back. How does it feel for you to hear your songs like on live radio? What does that do for you? I I haven't heard that in a long time, so I like hearing it. I like hearing it. I kind of like I I I produce a lot of new music, and and as I produce the new stuff, and and once it's released, I don't really usually go back and listen to it too much. But it's interesting when I hear it on the radio, you know. And like I said, wow, you know, then I can speak it a little bit. That is so good. Yeah, that sounds like me, like when I'm writing a magazine or writing a book, I'm like, I don't really (laughs) ever go back and and read it. It's like, okay, that baby's born. It's like, okay, now it's time to push off the next one. So (laughs) I totally. You know, so you know how it is. Yeah, like I totally know how it is. So I want to get on a little bit more of a personal side where I've had some musicians, and I won't name names, some really kind of prominent folks. How important is it to have a supportive partner? And and I use that word very loosely because nowadays you can't say partner. It's like, okay, well, what what do you mean partner? How important is it for your spouse to really be all in when you are an artist? Because I think sometimes that artists are challenged, for example, have a gentleman who's a trumpet player, lived in Chicago, educator, master's degree. I mean, he is phenomenal. And we've done some work together, but that didn't happen until later because he had to convince his wife, she called it, she says, well, you know, I think you should just quit that music thing because you're really not making any any money. And um, right when he was on the verge of quitting, someone told me, said, can you, you know, you should call Miss Bridget, and she's working on this, 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 and that, and call her. We got together, we started collaborating on some things, and he just blew up. I mean, he was doing okay for where he was, but he was really disheartened because, of course, he loved his wife. And she was basically really making him pick. You know, you got to pick a, pick a side. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can you? I mean, music really is the wife. It's really the first love. So can you speak to that? How important is it for the wife to be on board to really support what you're doing? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, there has to be a balance. I mean, and you can't – I mean – it's not all you can't be just all music and I mean it's like yep it's about it has to be a balance but right of, uh, course, of course but you have to have some support you have to have support system behind you I mean it's it's it would be hard to do I mean if you didn't didn't have anybody supporting you didn't have your your family supporting what you did you know that'd be pretty tough I think um, I mean that's a tough situation that he's in. I mean that was yeah. a situation. Um, I've seen I've seen it happen, and most of the time people people don't continue to do it. Don't continue. That you see a lot of people who quit music because of that reason, and that's a sad thing. But then a lot of times, yeah, it's not one of those. I mean, I, I quit music one time. That was years ago, and I kind of quit. But most if a person's really into music and they're really talented, most of the time they end up coming back to it. It's something you hear, you yeah. can't get out of your blood. It's so. a, it, you know what, for me, when I think about music, like, 
it's a calling. You absolutely cannot get away from it no matter how hard you try. And um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that a person would have to suffer, but I think as an artist, as a musician, as a producer, to me it's almost like one of your limbs is missing when you can't do that thing that you just absolutely, you know, just just love. So I'll ask you this next question. I'll play another song. And then I'm going to honor your time because it is Saturday and I don't take it lightly when um, musicians spend a part of their Saturday with me. Um, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Oh, it's so, great to be here with you. <laughs> I'm so happy, mm-hmm. so happy to have you. There are so many sides to the music business. And I think that you know, when for, someone first says, I'm going to get into the music business, and it's like, are you sure about that? Because it's not just about the show business. It's about you better understand the music side of business. You better understand contracts. You better read the fine print. Don't just initial and sign. You could be giving everything away. Um, And so can you speak to that? um, Why it is important that an artist, a novice, someone coming along, you really need to understand the business side of music, especially if you want the long game. You just, you know, interested in short game, it's like, okay, but we're talking about the long game. So what would you share? Because you're seasoned, like you know what's really happening. Well, I mean, that's true. I mean, up to a certain point, uh, a lot of people, when they first get into music, they don't really know on what level they want to get into it. I mean, uh, a lot of people okay. – I mean, especially a lot of younger people, they're just they just really want to get into it because of notoriety or, you know, immediate fame, you know, like among their friends and, you know, the people in the area and stuff like that. So most people are thinking more of a, on a local basis. If, but once you start recording and, uh, and, and, and writing music, that's a whole different ballgame as far as, you could you could actually sign your life away if you don't know what you're doing. I would recommend oh. at least uh, seek out some people who could you know could help them with it, or even talk to lawyers. They're they're always good people to talk to when it comes to if you're dealing with contracts. I mean, absolutely. I've heard I've heard seen some people who actually sign their life away and they they basically can't get out of the contract. So it's a it could be complicated. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm um, not sure if I answered exactly what you wanted to hear, but no, no, no. You know what? Though you you did. Um, you you gave that was a that was a really really good explanation. Um, basically, pay attention, and you know that whole mm-hmm. notoriety yeah. thing. I'm like, that is absolutely going to wane because if you're if you're in this when you start, if you're in this for money, uh, you better get out because in the beginning, like you're not going to make any. You're going to spend a lot more than you make, and there's so many pieces and components to music. I mean, sometimes it's just writers, there's players. I mean, and there's so many different directions you can go in with the music, you know, television, film, theater, commercials, gaming. I mean, it's just everything. And I think, you know, a person needs to just decide which direction I'm going to go in and then go in it um, with full force, full intention, keep your foot on the gas, don't stop, even when people, like, tell you no. Like, I love it when people tell me no. It's like, okay, 
to me, no doesn't mean no. It just means, you know, you may need a little bit more information. But I am not in the business of convincing anybody. I was like, I'll share the benefit, and then I'll let a person make the decision. But to me, that really comes with wisdom. You know, being over 60, it really does. I'm like, okay. (laughs) But, I mean, you know, a lot of people just don't know what they want to do. I mean, anyway, so, I mean. I try to help people as much as I can, you know, to try to figure it out. I mean, to try to explain to them, help them out, and then they decide what they kind of want to do. Okay, Uh, I like that. I like that, that, the whole educational piece. So I want to get into one more song, ask you, then we're going to put you in the hot seat, and then we're going to let you go. So the next song I want to play is Chameleon, because you are a musical chameleon by Dolly Wow. Yes, you are. I'm telling you. Every song, again, it feels like a different baby. It's, I'm telling you, I listened so intently, and I had my nice bold headphones on when I got your music, and so I was, I was listening for every little sound, for everything, you guys. So we're just going to jump into this great music with my very special guest, producer, all the way from Panama City, Florida. Little Hopper, guys, here we go with Chameleon. a contemporary gospel recording artist. Do you love good coffee and a great chat? Well, today is your chance to peek behind the curtain with your favorite artist. Are you celebrating a birthday? If so, join us with the Coffee Talk Jazz Radio Birthday Club. 
Send us a text at 562-355-0311 or email us at coffeetalkjazzradio at msn.com. We'll also give you a live shout-out and plenty of Twitter love. You never know what you might win. Call us today if it's your birthday at 347-934-0108. Be sure to follow our tweets and also follow us on Facebook. So happy birthday from Miss Bridget and the Coffee Talk Jazz crew. We are back. We're broadcasting live. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this beautiful, uh, it was overcast uh, in Los Angeles, but the clouds are breaking through, but it's still really cool. Now, if you want to join the Coffee Talk Jazz Street Team, you want to be our eyes and ears and you've heard something, you've heard some great music, you saw something, share it out with us and send an email to coffeetalkjazzradio at msn.com, and we will reach out to that artist. If you are interested in some unbeatable and incredible PR, we have got you covered from soup to nuts. You can send an email again to coffeetalkjazzradio at msn.com or go directly to our website, coffeetalkjazz.com. We're back with my very special guest, and we're going to put him in the hot seat, and we're going to see how hot he can take it. No, I'm only kidding. Okay. So (laughs) we want to know. Someone put a message in the chat. They want to know. Push in the chat. Okay. Does he love, what's his favorite ice cream? What's your favorite flavor? Is it, how do you like the brand Haagen-Dazs or Ben and Jerry's? That's a pretty good one. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I've been into strawberry recently. I, I didn't eat strawberry for years, strawberry ice cream, but now okay. that's my favorite. So I don't know. It's kind of, Oh, my God. And I, I like Haagen-Dazs. Oh, God, but I'm yeah. also, okay, I, see. I've got into this uh, frozen yogurt thing lately. I like it. Oh, God, my favorite. More, more so than ice cream. Yeah, I try not to even keep the ice cream <laughs> in the house because I'm just like, I'm ridiculous with it. I was like, look, <laughs> I have no willpower. I admit it. So I was like, okay, look, <laughs> I'll go to Haagen-Dazs and get like a baby scoop. But my absolute <laughs> hands down is um, Praley's and Cream. I was like, okay. Like, so delicious, so good. Okay. Okay. Person wants to know, are you a cat person or a dog person? A dog person. You like cats or dogs? Dogs, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a dog person. Yeah. (laughs) Cats, I can't. I don't know. Yeah. I've never been a cat person. (laughs) No, too sneaky. Too sneaky. Like, no, like, not good. Okay. Another question that comes, they go, if you were stranded on a desert island, these questions are hilarious. If you were stranded on a desert island, what three items would you take and why? You're stranded on a desert island. Who are you taking with you or what are you taking with you? Who am I taking with uh, I don't know. I really <laughs> want to go there. Uh, it wasn't me. I didn't say it there in the chat. I didn't say it. I'm sorry. Okay. If you don't want to answer this, okay, we'll go to the next. No, Anything you want to take on the island with you. Go to the next one. Okay, okay, okay. Um, as a musician, you have traveled to many ports of call, whether it be local ports of call or international ports of call. Do you have a favorite city and a favorite food? Um, mm, that's a, that's a kind of a hard one. Uh, okay. I've, that's okay. 
I kind of like um, I, I've I've been to several places in Europe that I like a lot, and oh, uh, uh, I don't know, Paris. I wouldn't mind going back. Oh my God! I promise you, Loa, I'm going to have to send you a photo. I'm in my studio right now, and I have the biggest sign in my office. Paris is over my desk. It's a massive sign. It says Paris. Mm-hmm. And I just got done redecorating the wedding, well, redecorated, but the season is changing. I'm such a girl. The season are changing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, now I got to pull all my Paris stuff like back in the bathroom because now it's the fall. So yeah, yep. I'm feeling you on that one. Totally feeling you on that one. So the last question that I have for you is as a musician, you inspire so many people with your wonderful sound. What inspires you to just keep on making such great music? That's a, well, I just do it because, you know, I'm not, I'm not under any pressure to do it. I just do it because I want to do it when I want to do it. And sometimes oh, even okay. if I don't feel like going uh, on a given day, then I don't do it, you know. But usually if I take a couple of days off, usually I come back stronger after a couple of, after a okay. couple of days. So I just do it because I want to do it and because I feel like doing it, you know. And gotcha. usually if I take a day off, I usually think of some mm-hmm. idea, which I think of some idea, which drives me back in here. It's great having, you know, I have a, a home studio, so I can come in here at any time of day, any time of night, and and lay an idea down. Or I can work on somebody else's music. And, and I, I can, it's just an enjoyable thing for me because I can work on – my music or somebody else's music when I want to do it. And back during the old days, you used to have to, you had to go in, you had to like schedule the time to go into the studio to do it. At a certain oh time. boy. And you may or may not feel like it at that time. I mean, you, you, I mean, if you got the best recording at that time, the time that you're scheduled to go do it, that would be, that would just be a stroke of luck. So now, I do it when I feel like doing it, you know, and usually you get pretty good results that way, you know. So does that make sense a little bit? No, it absolutely does make sense. So first of all, I want to thank you so much for being such an impassioned musician, a change maker, making melodies that will live on through the end of time. I love your music. I'm very excited to work with you. To, to continually support um, what you're doing. Can you share with our fans where can they follow you? Where can they find you if someone would like to work with you? Oh, well, they could contact me through our website, which is lowellhopper.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and all those. But, uh, I mean, just contact me. And uh, I work with a lot of people, different people. And I'd be glad to talk to you. Give me a call. My phone number's there also. Just contact me. All right. That is awesome. All right. So I want to thank you again so much for being my very special guest. I want to take it out um, with another track that I love, Baby, Come to Me. And I want to say with music in our hearts and with jazz in our souls, we want to thank you, our friends, fans, and supporters, for making Coffee Talk Jazz award-winning and number one. We love you for listening. We'll see you next time tomorrow when we go live on Facebook and on air with saxophonist Elton T. Jones out of Portland, Oregon. See you next time, guys.